Thank you so much for all that's gone on so far in the church, for your faithfulness and songs and prayers, and for the special songs and music that we've had already. I pray now that we'll turn the service over to the Lord and His Holy Spirit to use us and bless our hearts from His precious Word. Would you turn with me to the Gospel of Luke chapter 8? I want to use some verses there that would magnify the calling that God has given us and our desperate need of Him. There's so many places in the Bible that say that, but this is one place that says it most clearly. I, I want to start with verse 41, Luke chapter 8. And behold, there came a man named Jairus, and he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he fell down at Jesus' feet and besought him that he would come into his house. For he had only one daughter, about 12 years of old age, and she lay a-dying. But as he went, the people thronged him. And a woman having an issue of blood 12 years, which has spent all her living upon physicians, neither could be healed of any, came behind him and touched the border of his garment, and immediately her issue of blood stopped. And Jesus said, who touched me? When all denied, Peter and they that were with him said, Master, the multitude thronged thee and pressed thee, and sayest thou, Who touched me? And Jesus said, Somebody hath touched me, for I perceive that virtue has gone out of me. And when the woman saw that she was not hid, she came trembling and falling down before him. She declared unto him before all the people for what cause she had touched him, and how she was healed immediately. And he said unto her, Daughter, be of good comfort. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Go in peace. We're going to talk today, the Lord went about walking with Jesus when that theme. And I pray that we can see the results of walking with Jesus is that we go in peace, that we are whole. That's what Jesus will do to you. He is so powerful. My goodness, how foolish it is not to walk with him. But you know, Satan is so subtle and so tricky that he will make us get off the path with Jesus. He'll make us not even think we need him. Can you believe it? I'm talking about Christians, too. I'm not talking about unbelievers. I'm talking about people like you and me. I pray that the Lord would help us today as we walk with Jesus I know you want to because that's a part of what God has put in your heart. But I pray that the Lord would even make it more reasonable in our lives that we see that that is the priority we need to set in our lives, to walk with Jesus. After all, we're saved by His grace. But we're also created unto good works that we should walk in them, God says. Even in the Old Testament, the Lord talked about giving His law when He said in Deuteronomy 8, that you should walk in them. Even in Genesis, when God created Adam and Eve, he must have walked with them a lot, because you know when they hid, they hid from God after they sinned, and the Bible said the Lord came walking the evening part of the day. I guess uh, I want to tell you, first of all, the subject or the title under that theme today, Walking with Jesus, is when we're wanting. Wanting, W-A-N-T-I-N-G. Not necessarily because 
we think Jesus can give us anything we want. The wanting I'm talking about is a desperate need. In fact, if we don't see the need of Jesus, we're not going to work with him. And also, I want to make sure we know, you cannot walk with Jesus and hold hands with the devil. Can't do it. One thing about walking with Jesus, we'll always know that we're going to the right place, the right destination. If you're not walking with Jesus, you won't get to where you want to go, no matter how fast you go. What a blessing to walk with Jesus. Now, in this case of Scripture, we see two ends of the extremes. We see here a man that was sort of an aristocratic blue blood. Aristocratic blue blood. The Bible says, doesn't it, that he was the ruler of the synagogue. But he fell down at Jesus' feet. Why did he do that? Because he needed Jesus. He was desperate for Jesus. He wanted something only Jesus could give him. May the Lord help us to understand that only Jesus can give us eternal life. Only Jesus can give us peace and happiness and hope. We'll never enjoy life really as we ought until we know that we can enjoy Jesus by walking with him. And we know we're not going to be closer to Jesus trying to walk away from him. We're not. And then we have a woman that is probably on the other end of the totem. She has an issue of blood. And not only does that have to do with her physical situation, it has to do that she was a, a society outcast. So she was isolated. I think it's noteworthy that both of these periods of time they struggled with these issues was 12 years. This man had a beautiful daughter, 12 years old. No telling how much happiness and good times they'd had together. Now she was dying. And he knew that Jesus was the only one that can help her. It didn't matter what he had or how much money he had or the fact that he had a lot of authority. I'm going to tell you, right at the foot of the cross is level ground. We desperately need Jesus. And I think it ought to be time that we see that in our world today. In our society that we say that is so educated. We have middle school teenagers that don't even know if they're boys or girls. We have people trying to tell each other that it's okay to do this, that, and the other. And we're just struggling. We're floundering. The United States of America is being destroyed from the inside out. You know why? Because we're not walking with Jesus. Somebody told me the other day from a very reliable survey that for the first time in the, since this nation has been created, less than half of Americans say that they're Christians. That's just plum pitiful. And I know that the Lord has a people, and I know that I'm not going to convince you that you need to walk with Jesus. But I'm going to tell you, God can. You know, my orthopedic doctor, my niece sometimes talked to me, and I remember seeing him a while back, and he said, you know, when you need knee replacement, you'll know it. I won't have to tell you. When you get to, you can't do the things you want to do, then you come see me. You know, when it's like that with Jesus, 
We'll try to do everything we can do on our own. We think we can walk. We think we're mighty big men. But it's true, Ronnie, we can't walk without him holding our hand. I have been blessed to see my grandchildren walk. Seems like I noticed that more than my children, really. Right now, Jackson is one, one and a half years old. He walks everywhere, except when he gets to the steps. I think that's how it is with us. We can walk around in life pretty good until we get to the steps. Jackson will stop when he gets to the steps and hold his little hands up. Help me, Granddaddy. I can't even walk. You don't hold my hand. See, there are times that comes in life where you've got to step up. It's called death. That's when we desperately need Jesus. Sometimes we need to go down the steps. We need to humble ourselves and help somebody that we might not like too much. We have to understand that we're sinners, that we desperately need the grace of God. Now, I can't teach you that you're a sinner. I can't teach myself that I am, but God can. And if he's given you those impressions and you hate sin and you hate the things you used to love and you love the things you used to hate, then I'm going to tell you this, you're on the way to see a miracle. Anytime you're walking with Jesus, when you want him, you're on the way to a miracle. We see here that Jesus is going to heal this girl, Jairus, his daughter. Jesus did stop what he's doing. He's heading. That's where Jesus goes. You follow Jesus, you're going to see a miracle. And on the way, here's this woman that comes up and said, I've got to touch him. She's desperate too. Twelve years of desperation. She spent all she had. She's been to every doctor there was. She has nothing. But I'm going to tell you about this woman. She never quit. She never stopped. Because she said, I believe that if I can get to Jesus, he can help me. See, that's what we got to do. The first step with getting to Jesus is understanding how desperate we need him. That we're sinners. And that nobody else can help us. You can't buy it no matter how much you got, no matter what your uh, place is, profession is, or anything else. And it doesn't matter if you're an outcast. You know, you just feel like that. This woman's sin was a secret sin. I wonder how many people in this church have secret sins. I think that's what's corrupting our whole world today. Too many of us are dealing and dallying around with those things in our hearts that we just simply are ashamed of, but we don't want to confess them. We don't want to even tell God about them, let alone anybody else. I want you to know that you can sneak up to Jesus if you need to. You can hide to Jesus because Jesus can help you even if you, if you just touch him on the back part. He can, heave, he can help you with his back turned. That's how wonderful our Savior is. So this woman comes to him and she didn't want to make a big deal out of it. But she knew that I got to touch him. And this man Jarius. It was okay to make a big deal out of it, but nevertheless, it didn't matter what the government thought or people thought. She says, I've got to see Jesus. I've got to touch him because Jesus can help my daughter. Nobody else can, and I love my daughter. 
I'm going to tell you we need to love our children and our grandchildren so much that we're going to say, I'm going to walk with Jesus. It's no different than Joshua said, says, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. He just as well says, as for me and my house, we will walk with Jesus. And I'm going to tell you, this is something you can do. Not only you can do it, you ought to do it, you're commanded to do it. And by grace, you're unable to do it. So we're just wasting our life. We need to start putting one step before the other, one foot before the other, we're going to walk with Jesus. What I'm talking about is not some religious ritual. No, no, I'm, I'm talking about your lifestyle. You see, if you don't walk with Jesus, you've got to take him home with you. Until your work. Until your marriage. Into the church. So we see that. We, when we're wanting, we... We walk with Jesus, and I pray that God would help us walk with Jesus. I want to say three things from this text that the Lord would help me. First of all, we will walk with Jesus when we want what only Jesus can give us. See, Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. There's no other. I want you to be reminded that we have a powerful Savior that's just as powerful now as he's ever been. And I want you to be reminded that his tomb was empty. I've never been there, but if you go somewhere, you can find the tomb of Mohammed. It's not empty. You can find the tomb of Confucius. It's not empty. You can go to Buddha's place where he was buried. It's not empty. But Jesus' tomb is empty. That's because he rose from the dead. He paid our sin debt. And you know, when you're walking with Jesus, don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that your life is going to be easy. It does not. But what it does mean, that it's nothing that's going to be too hard either when you're walking with Jesus. To be warning though, Thank God that you want Jesus. That only he can give you that. This woman wanted Jesus because he was the one that could, could help her. Nothing else worked. Now, I, I believe you're right. I mean, you know, I mean, she should have tried Jesus first. But we're all like sheep, aren't we? That's how we do. We wander away. The Bible says we're all like sheep who've gone astray. Well, not to be, but that's just the way it is. I want you to know, too, that don't ever underestimate your sinfulness. I think that's the first thing we have to come to grips with. We desperately need a Savior. We have a Savior, but He came to save sinners. So we need to want what only Jesus can give us. That's eternal life. He's the only one that can give us our sin. He's the only one. That, he is the great physician, but he can do surgery of the soul and remove guilt. <laughs> Isn't that amazing? He's the only one that can do it. Notice walking with Jesus is go in peace, he tells this woman. She touched him. She didn't run up to him and hug him or grasp him around the leg. She just touched the hem of his garment. You know, I've understood the Jews at this time still was exercising the call from God to, to, to hem a tassel of blue in their garments. 
We find that in Numbers in the Old Testament. What that was to remind them of is that God had first priority. I mean, she had to have something she could touch. Jesus came to do his Father's will. We couldn't. Jesus did, and he gave that to us. And we need to touch him. Touch him by faith. And I know we're living in a world today we don't touch much anymore, but you know, even with Jesus, we just give him a fist, that's okay. Even though our faith is weak so many times, just to touch. You get up every morning and you say, Jesus, I want to walk with you today. You can do it. I'm so thankful this week, and i got a long way to go. I want to try to be a good pastor. I'm going to start to visit some folks. Such precarious time, you don't know whether to do that or not. But I went over to see Sister Evelyn Alderman. You know that lady. She was laying there. After falling, breaking her pelvis in three places, her and Joy, she was right there in her den and she was smiling. Can you believe she was still smiling? Yes, she was. In my conversation with her, I noticed that laying upon her was a beautiful blanket that had roses embroidered on it. I said, Sister Evelyn, it's a beautiful blanket you have. Joy told me that she had ordered it years ago and she says, you know, sometimes I'm sitting here watching Mama and said, Mama will just lay there and, and she'll pick that blanket up and she'll touch those roses and she'll just feel them. That's a lot like touching Jesus. Flowers mean something to her. She can't walk, may not ever walk again, but she can touch. We may be coming one day, we can't get up and go. But God will meet us in those places that we can't go. But when we walk with Jesus, when we can, when we can't, Jesus will walk with us. But we've got to be desperate. We've got to say, that's what I need. I need Jesus. I'm going to get to him, and that's okay. Whatever you think is all right, but I'm going to get to Jesus. I'm going to walk with him. So this Jarius wanted something that only Jesus give eternal life he wanted that physical life for his daughter do you play for your pray for your children and grandchildren yes you do I know you do you know I see marriages today and I see marriages breaking up I see all kind of situations in life and I know you do too it breaks your heart but you know only Jesus is the remedy and we need to just come to grips with that and understand that nothing can help us but Jesus. And we don't need to be to have, have such big britches to do it. We've got to say, you know what? I'm going to walk with Jesus. I'm not ashamed, are you, to walk with Jesus? He's not ashamed to walk with us. He ought to be. At least me. What a blessing. I hope you don't go out here today missing the blessing that God gives us to walk with Him. I'm going to tell you, every believer has white privilege. It doesn't matter the color of your skin. But I'm going to tell you what Jesus does with your sins. He says in Isaiah 1.18, says, Though our sins be as scarlet, He washes them 
and makes him white as snow. That is not a racist statement. That's the purity of God. You know, we need to remove these racist thoughts or whatever it might be that the media tries to plummet us with, and we need to be able to think about redemption and the blood of Jesus. Because that's how we walk with Him. So, so to have this, and what a blessing. And then this woman, this woman that had this issue of blood for 12 years, and she spent all, and she didn't get any better, she got worse. You know, sometimes when we find other remedies, we can get worse. Things that we think can help us can actually make us worse. And anytime we get away from walking with Jesus, we're going to get worse. It's not going to get better. For a nation, for a church, for your family, for your marriage, for anything. Walking with Jesus. See, Jesus paces us when you walk with him. See, this woman had a problem. It was a big one. She knew it. But she also believed that Jesus could help her. Nobody else could. Do you believe that? You know, I think we all would probably, yes, we do. But I wonder sometimes that we do. Do we have a little bit of doubt somewhere? Do we just still like we're pretty big men? Secondly, I want to say this then. Did you know walking? Well, let me say it like this. Walk out your problems. Walk them out. Walk them out. Let's say that. You know, it's been proven by science even that, that walking, when you walk in and you ruminate on nature even, you will be able to have less stress and less worry. Walking does that. It's, it's a healthy issue. You know, you ever, you ever had a situation when I just want to walk? I just need to walk. You ever just got to walk? Hey, that's a blessing. You know what? When I try to study, you know, and I need to do more of it, but I can't stay with that stuff a long time. It's too, it overwhelms me. I have to get up and walk. I remember too many times when my wife was sitting with a sick son in Augusta's hospital. I, I can tell you every turn that sidewalk makes. I just walked. I couldn't take it sitting in there. So you got to walk your problems out. That's what this woman was doing. She says, hey, there's a crowd, you know, and just because there's a big crowd walking with Jesus don't mean there's they're, they're walking with him because they want him to help him or give them something they know that only he can give them. A lot of them are walking with him because they're just curious. A lot of people go to church, you know, just to, to figure it out, you know, just to be accepted and just to experience the, the evolution of emotion, so to speak. Now, we know that Jesus, as he went to heal Jairus, Jerry said, there are lots of people. They thronged him. It was a crowd of people. This woman was the only one that touched Jesus, but he, she was the only one he touched. I'm going to tell you, if Jesus touches you, you'll know it. And Jesus knows it too. His virtue goes out of him. You ever thought about that? It doesn't mean that it's going to diminish his supply of grace. Don't get me wrong. 
But you know what? Jesus took our place on the cross. And sometimes I think we take that, well, you know, well, he's God. It really didn't hurt. He was forsaken by his heavenly Father for you and me. He felt those nails and the, the whippings and all that he took and the suffocation in his death. And what do you think when his, when his body took on our sins? A sinless man took all of ours. So he knew that this virtual went out and he said, somebody touched me. And he already knew, but he wanted, to, he wanted to come out. And you know what Jesus is calling us to do to walk with him? He wants to know. He wants us to know that he knows. <laughs> Instead of walking around like we don't know what we know. <laughs> so we need to walk out our problems. Does us a lot of good to do that, to breathe God's air. And does it matter your case? This woman was a situation that she was ashamed of. Maybe you have that in your life. You don't be. You can come up to Jesus and touch him. You don't have to tell anybody. Just touch him. Walk with him. Walk out your problems. You know, a man told me one time he went to the doctor. He was up in years pretty good, and the doctor checked him out, and he said, man, you're in awful good health. Now, walking will do that. He said, what have you been doing? He said, I walk. He said, well, why do you walk? How do you, much do you walk? He said, well, I'll tell you, he said, when I got married, he said, my wife and I have been married 58 years. He said, I told my wife after we got home from our honeymoon, he said, now, baby, I'll tell you what. I'm not going to argue with you. We're not going to have any fusses. I said, once we ever start that and there's something we have a disagreement, he says, I'm going to take a walk. And he said, what I would do, said, when things weren't going good in the house, said, I would just get my hat and coat, take a walk. He said, doctor, I've been taking a lot of walks. We need to take some walks. I'm going to tell you, you might think today, and I hope this is not the case, that you, uh, you're you not so desperate. I mean, after all, we're Americans. Most of you probably have more money than you ever spend in a lifetime. Your health is good enough to come up the stairs today. I want you to know your, your plight can change really quick. You know that, don't you? I've seen that too much. Things can really go south really, really quick. We don't know what a day may bring. It's really important, though, that we're walking with Jesus when it happens. You know, I thought about this morning, it's so real to me, it probably won't mean much to you, but I've got to say it. On our trip to Israel, I'm not used to flying 10 hours at one time. But I got over there and made it. I don't think I got out of my seat. I didn't know how to turn the video thing on, the sound. I didn't know you're supposed to ask the stewardess for the sound. I seen guys looking at it. I mean, I'm just a, just a redneck, I guess. So I'm sitting there on the window, and I got two guys beside me. They had to separate Penny and I because of the crowd on the plane. I mean, I need to go to the restroom a couple times, but I hate to bother anybody. So I just sit there. 
So just before we land, they come up with a breakfast, just before daylight, you know, and it was in a package sealed up. Looked pretty good to me. So I ate it, some kind of egg uh, casserole or something. I want to tell you, when I started, got off the plane, <laughs> and I started walking, get your baggage from Tel Aviv, the airport, I started getting dizzy. I knew what was coming. Do you know I looked up there three or four, we was walking in a group, I looked up there three or four people ahead of me, I saw Brother Lindsey Walker. I said, what? I said to myself, Randy, you're walking with a pharmacist. So when I could get Lindsey by himself, I said, Brother Lindsey, you got anything for nausea? <laughs> he said, yeah, I got something in my suitcase. Well, we ain't got any suitcases yet. Baggage, but anyway. Finally got him. Brother Lindsey gave me something. It helped me. At least it delayed it. <laughs> but I say that because, you know, it was good to know that, 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 I know that's a mild case, but, you know, who you want with makes a difference. You want with Jesus. You get to walk in with the wrong crowd, you're going to get yourself in a mess. Don't try to walk alone in this world either, please. See, this woman goes to Jesus and she, she was desperate. So both of these, both Jairus and this woman with the issue of blood had a desperate case. And they wanted something. See, walking with Jesus when you want is wanting something that only Jesus can give you. See, I'll try to give you anything I got. And I believe you would do that to me. But I can't give you things that Jesus can give you. I can't give you peace. I can't forgive you. They can forgive you against me, but I can't forgive you for sinning against God. Jesus can. Jesus can take away your guilt. Jesus can motivate you. And, and because he took our place on the cross, Jesus can give us. And, and so, as God, our Heavenly Father, spared not his only Son, how shall he not with him freely give us all things? He will. Walk with him. And if you've got something that bothers your heart, you take a walk. Many of you have lost loved ones, and I know your heart's broken, but I just appreciate you taking a walk. The other day, I, I visited a, I called Sister Pat. She's here today at, at Price, and I mentioned, I know she's just lost a very precious part of her life. By the way, we miss him so much, too. But, you know, I called her. I said, oh, we're going to visit. And you know what she said? She said, well, we're out here at Mill Creek. You can come walk with us if you want. It's good to know she's walking. So I met him out there, her and Sister Debbie and one of the grandchildren, and we were standing there. She, Debbie said, you want to sit on the bench or walk? I said, let's just walk. I didn't want to interrupt him. And you know, I, I, thought, I thought Debbie seemed to be in charge of it. She said, uh, I, I just thought we were going to walk around the block. Nah. I mean, it's across country before it's over. But I mean, I don't know what all we talked about, Sister Pat. We talked about so many things, about the church, about life. I probably wouldn't even thought of just sitting there. You see, you're walking your problems out. Sometimes every wife and husband, you need to get together and just walk. Walk with the children. Jesus says, and as much as you've done it to the least of these, my brethren, you've done it unto me. In a lot of places we walk with each other, we're walking with Jesus. Jesus lives in your heart. 
And then lastly, uh, I want to say this before we go. See, first of all, I wanted to say that we walk with Jesus. The whole deal is when we want him, want him, needy, desperate. But we want, we walk with Jesus when we want him. We want something that only he can give us. We're walking with Jesus because we're walking our problems out. We understand we do have them. We're not perfect. We're not bulletproof. Our hearts really do break. It's okay. Walking out. You get a you get a cramp, you ever had a cramp in your leg? You gotta walk, don't you? You don't just lay there, that stuff will curl you up. You get out and you stretch it out. It hurts. You say, Well, that don't make sense, preacher. Well, that's it makes sense when you got a cramp in your leg. It makes sense when your heart is broken that you walk. Walk out your problems. And then thirdly, just briefly, I want to say this. You have your walking papers. You know that, don't you? No matter what your situation is, no matter what secret sin you're dilly-dallying with or what the life, you know, we, we did have our, we have our walking papers because you've been adopted. You're a child of the king. And just like that prodigal, when he came to the father, he had his walking papers because he said, my father loves me. And he gets up and he leaves the swine and he goes to the father, and the father meets him, and he put on him shoes and a robe and ring on his finger, and they had a feast. He had his walking papers. So don't think that something in your life, well, you know, this has happened to me, or happened to my parents, or whatever, so I'm just so ashamed. No, you won't with Jesus. If this woman with issue of blood can do it, that ought to be a lesson for us. That we can walk with him. Because we have right to, by His grace. You know, there's been times, I mean, I'm in recently. I know I'm supposed to be your pastor, please pray for me. Sometimes I have sinful thoughts. I mean, so, so much so that I say, Randy, you, you, why are you even trying to preach? And I know it's the, it's the devil. You know, you know, sometimes you got to talk to yourself and stop listening to yourself. That's what this woman did. See, because it's the blood of Christ cleanses us from all sin. Well, not to be ashamed of it or to bother us and grieve our hearts if we've ever done anything that God didn't like, but we just know that we've been saved by His grace. We're to walk. And you know, sometimes God doesn't always heal us, but He can do it. You know, I was walking the other day, and I saw a butterfly. And I thought about a little story I read one time. And the story said that there was a large group of caterpillars crawling around in black suits, carrying a cocoon, just really grieving. And then there was a little butterfly just floating up above them, Beautiful as it could be. And he looked down at them and with unbelief. You see? That's understanding that God can heal us even in death. God always makes something beautiful. 
And I'm going to tell you, there's nothing more beautiful than to be whole and at peace. Because it's your inner beauty that really matters, and only Jesus can give you that. And it happens when we walk with Him. Well, you know, how do we walk with Him? We obey Him. I mean, don't you think that's a part of walking with Jesus? I mean, He's the pace, not us. It's been amazing to me, including myself, how gullible we are as humans. And though there's a lot of been a good intention, a lot of good done, don't get me wrong, but I'm going to tell you this. I was thinking the other day studying that. You know, the U.S. government will tell us to wear a mask to prevent the pandemic. And we all wear them. And we should. A lot of cases. But, but here's the deal. We don't seem to have any problem with masking our, our tongue when it comes to talking about people and gossip. The CDC has called us to have social distancing. A lot of good in that too. But it's amazing to me that we as human beings will social distance in our church and then go sleep with people that we're not even married to. Isn't that amazing? See, what we don't understand is the sin virus is the most, the greatest killer. It's not the COVID-19. Horrific as that is. But I will say this, the only deal, that vaccination, I've got them. I'm thankful that I do, Penny and I. Many of you have. But I'm going to tell you, the only remedy, the only vaccination from sin that we have is Jesus Christ. It's shed blood. We obey. We trust Him. We walk in the Spirit. And we won't sin as much, you hear me? And we're walking in the Spirit, we're walking with Jesus. Galatians 5 tells us, walk in the Spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. That means we still must have the lust of the flesh. We do. So even more so, may God find us walking with Jesus. You know what's going to happen one day? We're going to die. <laughs> Unless our Lord comes first. You know what, walking with Jesus, wouldn't it be a waste if we said, well, you know, I don't think I'm going to walk with Jesus right now. But when we do, we can say with Apostle Paul, when that come for him, he said, I finished my course. He's finished his walk. He's kept the faith. He's fought a good fight. And he said, there's a crown of righteousness laid up for me and not for me only, but all those who love his appearing, which could be interpreted as those that love to walk with Jesus. May the Lord help us to walk with Jesus and to encourage one another to walk with Jesus as we bow together. Dear most precious Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are so accessible, so powerful, so merciful, and I don't believe there's anybody in this room that has not a desire to touch you, oh God. Bring us to that realization. The hymn of your garment, a song in church, a prayer. A crocheted rose on a blanket that might cover us one day in our infirmities. We thank you, Lord, that you always give us not only hope, but something to touch.
In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.